Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Graduate Interrupted. Today I'm finally joined by my boyfriend, Trevor Dow. Say hi. Hello. Okay, so before we get started, I wanted to let you guys know that I started my Instagram at graduate.interrupted. So go follow and like, and I'll post every time I upload a new video on Tuesdays and periodically throughout the week. So yeah, Trevor Dow. Would you like to introduce yourself and give us a little overview of where you go to school currently when you're graduating, what are you studying, and what are your plans after graduation? Yeah, so I'm Trevor Dow, Noelle's boyfriend, um, and I'm currently going to school at Brigham Young University, Idaho. Uh, I'm studying civil engineering. I'll be graduating uh, next winter, so I'll be graduating in April, and then like six months from now. And yeah, what else did you ask me? That was it. But I'm thinking of when I have guests, I want to ask like a question to everybody. So I think what my question is going to be is what are you most looking forward to after graduation and what are you least looking forward to after graduation? You see, I think I'm most looking forward to not having to go to class all the time and like being required to like do stuff and like pay attention to class, which is like so weird because even at my job, I'll be required to be there all the time and like have to pay attention. Oh yeah, you didn't say that you got a job. Oh, yeah. Um, after I graduate, um, I am hoping that the place that I was interning at over the summer will offer me a job. And that's that's the plan is that they'll offer me a job and I'll keep working for them. OK, so you didn't tell them about your job. Would you like to explain further on what where you interned over the summer and what you're going to be doing after? Yeah, so I was interning as a civil engineering intern um, for a company in St. George, Utah. Um, we just helped work on different civil projects like uh, new water lines and like sewer, new roads that were being developed, stuff like that around the city that I was working in. Real big boy stuff. Yes. It's over my head. Also, update, Noel update. I got a job as a beha- <clears throat> behavioral health technician over in Malibu. I'm very excited. So big update in the the Noel front of getting my life together and figuring out my career. So that's exciting. But thank you, Trevor, for joining me today. Our topic is going to be what we know best, and that is our relationship and relationships in general, but more specifically romantic relationships that are long-term and serious and mature, all those words I would use to describe that. Um, so Trevor, take us take us start us off with um, telling us or telling everybody about our relationship. Our relationship. Yeah, go starting ahead. when. Um, whenever you feel like it, wherever you want to start this story. Um. So we first met each other for the very first time in like second grade. Um, we didn't talk. We knew of each other. I don't think we had a single class together actually. Or a single conversation ever yeah, until no. like middle school. But we had gone to school together since second grade, and then we, I think the first class we ever had together was seventh grade, and then we kind of talked, became friends, and then eighth grade was kind of more of the same, because we were in the same classes, because we were the special gifted honor kids. Special, special kids. We were special gifted kids. Yes, Um, honors program. Yeah, so Um, basically, he had a crush on me in seventh grade, I had a crush on him in eighth grade, the stars just simply never aligned, we were also 13. So, yeah. and you were a shy kid. Yeah. And dating off the table for sure. Not going to happen. So, fast forward to freshman year where we ha- had a math class together in high school. And that's when we kind of started, you know, puberty hits. 
and we started talking more and more flirting just more directly like okay I think we both like each other Mm -hmm. and one day you just stole my phone in typical male fashion just stole my phone I was 13 or 14 yeah 14 I didn't I didn't know how to flirt I didn't know what that meant yeah so just stole my phone you didn't even have a phone you had an ipod and yes. you put your email your family email no no uh, a family email it was my email dalfam was that really what it was yes that's what it was so it was like a family email yikes dalfam5 don't don't out my mom's email <laughs> oh like that, sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay i won't say at what they can guess um so I don't remember it being that. I thought I had... No, it was point. your family email that you okay, put well, that in. Okay, that is my... That was my texting address. You also didn't put your name as, like, Trevor Dow. You put it as, like, Dow fam. Like, you literally didn't put Trevor. You put okay, it as some weird, weird I don't like, Dow... Because I, I never... I didn't find it until, like, a day later. Because you didn't even tell me that you put anything in my phone. I no, had to, like... it was a mystery. Yeah, it was, like, a, a scavenger hunt. Yeah, You said no I clues. You said... Yeah, <laughs> a scavenger hunt that you left no clues for. Um, but I knew you took my phone, so I was like, he, he was doing something on the phone. So, uh, no breadcrumbs. Had to find my way to that number. And also, like, the guts that I had to have had to have had to just, like, text this random email that's DowFam5. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, but I think I said, like, found it or something like that. Something like, that. like, finally, or I think you said just notice you put my number in your phone or something. Yeah, like that. and then I remember we, like, had winter, I was, like, right before Thanksgiving break or winter break or something, because then I remember I went on a flight, and we were texting, and I was, like, so nervous, because it was the first time I had ever, like, really, like, seriously texted a guy who I was, like, like for the first mm-hmm. time and who I knew was, like, into me. Wow. Yeah, and I remember I was getting on a flight, and I wanted you to say something. I was, like, I'm being so dramatic. I was, like... I'm getting on a flight now. I, I won't have any internet. Like, anything could happen. I could die. I remember you saying something like that. And I was just like, okay, cool, don't die. You're going on a plane. Yeah, I was trying to bait you into saying something like, well, just know that if you do die, I really like you. And something like that. And I don't think you said that. No. So he didn't. I think you said something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, same. Yeah, you know, 14-year-old boy, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm trying my best. I'm fine for my life out here. <laughs> anyway, so then we, like, dated for literally, like, a month freshman year but dating i mean like holding hands and not kissing no i was scared kissing, so that was the end of that honestly scary it was about a month and i think at the yeah, end of it i was you, like you know you, what this you is texted me over spring break texted me over spring break and said i don't think this is working well it wasn't working to be honest with you didn't have the guts to do it in person yeah well Spring break's a long time. <laughs> I know I, I didn't have the guts to do it in person. I think I was just doing it out of convenience because I wasn't really dedicated to the relationship yet. It wasn't yet. a, it wasn't a relationship. serious relationship. We it was 14. literally just like 14-year-olds hanging. You know, it's like a, when you imagine like a middle school relationship, like it's kind of That's like pretty much what it was. What it was. Um, so I just texted him. I was like, this isn't working because you were just really shy and very reserved and like we weren't getting anywhere. We were just too young. <laughs> um, and then we started becoming friends. We kind of didn't talk after that. But then over like summer and going into sophomore year we started being friends again and I think I don't know something just changed where I think we were a little bit more mature and we actually were like hanging out all the time and like becoming like friends so like we actually yeah. had like a bond and I think that's what we were missing freshman year was that like really good friendship bond yeah and we like developed that because before that we were just kind of like talking and flirting and stuff and we're yeah like friends yeah or like friends of friends in a classroom setting you know yeah um 
and then the, yeah we started becoming like really really good friends sophomore year and then we started dating like not ser- I don't want to say seriously but like as serious as like 15 16 year olds can date <laughs> um so that was that and yeah. then we broke up a little bit later for oh. reasons that are not that important not important um but then just, it just didn't work out yeah it didn't work out and then fast forward to like today like well like six years later um i just randomly was like one day i'm gonna reach out to trevor and say hi don't ask why <laughs> i just wanted to and you were very well, it nice was this time last year not today oh well yeah that's what i meant but i mean like in general like today whatever nowadays nowadays yeah. so like a year yeah. ago she just randomly reached out to me hadn't talked to her or heard a word from her in like three yeah three years because we did talk a little bit freshman year but that also was not anything serious yeah. more of like friends catching up you might say yeah but uh and this time i was neither one of us were like thinking that this was going to be like a dating thing no. i was just out of nowhere was like hey i'm gonna be an alpine why don't i just see like hit up trevor because you know he was a good guy he was cool yeah miss I him thought, i think so yeah so I hit him up and he was like, sure, let's go to dinner or something. So we went to dinner and then it was good. And then we kind of just found ourselves like every day, just like asking Seeing the other one other, to like, like hey, hang you out. Hang out. You want to do something, etc. So and then at a certain like, point we had hung out like five days in a row and it was like, okay, so what is this? <laughs> and I think we both realized that we both still really liked each other and that we wanted it to be serious, but we were like, oh, we live very far away because I was living in Santa Barbara. He lives in Idaho during the school year. And it was just this really inconvenient thing. But he was like, I'm going to come and visit you. Like, I don't know where you're just like, I'm going to come and visit you. And I don't remember what my thought process was. Yeah. I think. I was I, just like, yeah, I, I think know. you were like saying like, oh, what if you came and visited me or something? Or yeah. Like, I said it like not seriously. I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if like, you could see Santa Barbara and I wish you could like meet my friends and stuff. And, and, and you're like, like, what if I did it? All right. I'll okay. do it. And then he was like booked a flight. <laughs> It, like, that's yeah. what I knew you were serious. I was like, you really just booked a flight for, like, a week to just come out and hang out with me in Santa Barbara and, like, be with me in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Like, so I knew that was, like, a thing. And then as soon as we, as soon as he came visit me, it was kind of obvious that we, like, were going to date. and we Well, were gonna... we kind of talked about it before. Yeah. We were, like, texted. We were like, so, like, what actually is this? And we were like, well, we don't really want to do long distance, but we both really like each other. Yeah. So let's just date. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? At first, it was this big, like, it's never going to happen. This is not going to work. Mm Because everyone says that long distance sucks. And I think long distance is bad and not good if you don't have a solid foundation for a relationship. Like, if it's already rocky, it's not going to work. But I think going straight into a long distance relationship, we kind of don't have any other baseline. So that really helped a lot. And also just having a lot of... We'll talk about it later because we have a few talking points about this. But we just had, we built a really, really strong communication foundation. And um, I don't know. It just is a really good relationship. And so long distance has worked for us now for 10 months. Yeah. And it's still hard sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, it's been not too difficult. Yeah. So it's going really good. So we thought we would hop on and give our tips, tricks, and thoughts. Two cents. Two, our two cents on relationships. Because I think we have a pretty good grasp on it. So, the first talking point that I had was the differences in being single in your 20s versus being in a relationship. And I... I, Hold on. I want to interject uh, that we thought this would be interesting, being her growing, not growing up, but going to college in Santa Barbara, where partying is like 
the main thing that everybody does on the weekends versus me here in BYU, Idaho, where uh, nothing happens. <laughs> the biggest crime that goes on here is jaywalking. So not a lot of party stuff going on. I think like it's interesting because we both have very different perspectives on college, post-college, and we there's different norms. Yeah. For me, I think I kind of represent more of like the general population. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like for me, being single is very normal. Be- getting married in college is never happens. For you, it's like that's kind of like what's expected, you know. I don't call it BYU. I do for nothing. Really? I've never heard that. Never heard that. Yeah. Because it's not as common. Well, I mean, it's like kind of the same for like uh, Idaho and Provo. But like, I just get married. It's it, the average time between first starting to date and getting engaged is much, much less. Like, a if you've seen of the months. TikToks, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, so I think 10 months, we should have already been married about three months ago. But first kid on the way. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I if I was in Idaho, that would have already happened for sure. But since I I grew up in a very different lens, more of a normal population idea of marriage and family and stuff. So for me it's like college dating was never meant to be serious, really. And so I had like another serious, I don't know how serious you would call it, like a real relationship in college and then a few other like fling things. And I, we were just talking about this, like taking it day by day. And so it was just a very different dynamic, dating in college and then dating post-college. I had a very different idea of it. And so when I say being single versus in a relationship, I have very different norms for what is expected of a relationship versus when you're not in a relationship than Trevor. So I think it's interesting to get that perspective. But for me, the biggest difference being single versus in a relationship at my age is it settles you down and it calms you down. And if I was single, I probably would be going out a lot more. I would be dating and it just feels like The norm for girls in their 20s is to go to brunch with their friends and gossip about who's dating who, who went on this date, who's, you know, everybody's like sex life and how the crazy things they did that weekend. And it almost feels, and when you're in a relationship, you don't really have that. I just noticed the complete difference in conversations I have with my friends now, where before it was talking about, you know, I'm talking to this guy, I'm talking to this guy, or I was flirting with this guy, and it was all very much centered around having these experience these new experiences to talk about and you know because the 20s is kind of a time to build up these experiences that you never had before and like taste testing you might say and I feel like that's a very normal view and that's why a lot of people in their 20s tend to be single for a long time and do more casual dating than serious dating because it does mature you a lot faster you know like I'm 22 but I'm like thinking about getting married and having kids and I just I don't go out as much anymore even when I do go out it's kind of more boring because it's like I want to go home and talk to Trevor or I want (laughs) to like I don't really I wish he was here I don't really see a point of being out and my friends who are single go out and they're like flirting with guys and talking and then I just kind of like what is even the point of being here yeah so it kind of changes the dynamic of even going out with friends as well so I think it impacts social life the most when you're in a relationship in your early 20s you kind of become a little bit isolated much earlier than other people do yeah um and i've kind of noticed that for me because beforehand before we started dating and before i was dating anybody like when i was single 
like if I wanted to go and like hang out with one of my roommates or like be wanted to go somewhere like just do random stuff um, and like stay out super late I was like oh yeah sure no problem with that I don't have any other like things that I would rather be doing or like should be doing um, versus now that we've been dating it's like we like we make midnight there's expectations yeah where especially when you're long distance too the communication is vital where if you say that you're going to be available to facetime at this time you should facetime at that time um and you can't really just be as spontaneous yeah because because that's like we went to big midnight last night which for literally everybody who doesn't know what that (laughs) is who doesn't go to view idaho yeah um we literally just go to mcdonald's at midnight on sunday yeah, just, just wait till you hear this, guys. Oh, um, because uh, if you if you go on on a Sunday, then you'll be breaking the Sabbath because um, you're not supposed to go anywhere on Sunday. So if we go at midnight, we're not breaking the Sabbath. We're 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 good. Is that so cool? Yeah, that's uh, like they're big, very edgy. Yeah, it's their big activity of the week. Um. Anyway, so like we usually do that. Just like on a whim, just like oh, you guys want to go at midnight? Yeah, sure. But like, it's at such a late time that usually now I would be talking to yeah. Noel like FaceTiming, and I'm like. Eh, I'm good. I'm gonna just stay in bed. I'm gonna go to bed early or something. So, which is kind of leading into our next point of like sacrifices that you have to make while you're in a relationship, um, which, as you said, impacts your social life the most. We think um, because you don't have as much time to put towards your social life and like hanging out with friends. Which, in my case, I would. If we weren't dating and we're talking all the time, I would literally probably just be playing video games with my friends yeah. until super late or like any time that I wouldn't be doing school. I feel like there's also a disclaimer to be made where I feel like the idea of my social life falls because I ha- I'm in a committed loving relationship. That's very specific to a healthy relationship. I feel like there's people out there who are in serious relationships, but their partners prioritize their friends. Or if they say, my boys want to go out, we're going out. And it's kind of like, screw you. And I feel like I've known a lot of people who are in relationships like that, where I feel like that's the difference when you're in a healthy relationship, because a lot of people can kind of, they're socially, they still prioritize their social life. Like just because I'm dating this girl doesn't mean that like, or even girls can too. Like just come dating this person doesn't mean that I have to not be with friends or it doesn't mean that I have to sacrifice anything. Yeah. And I feel like that's the difference between taking it day by day, casual dating, like kind of I did in college versus a respectful, healthy, long-term relationship where you do kind of have to prioritize your partner over your friends and your social life will fall it's kind of like getting married it literally feels like just being married sometimes where you're like oh gotta go home you know i gotta ball and chains go ball and chains calling me in but it's not like one of us is telling the other that we have to be home at a certain time or facetime at this time it's we 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 have a routine expectations for each other and we try to abide by them whenever we can whenever we have to or have other things that come up like if you want to go out with your friends yeah. like to grab dinner or something or you're it's never go a problem out. yeah it's, it's just, just like hey i'm gonna go out just like oh yeah. okay cool it's just like yeah being you know if you were doing something just telling the other person what you're doing and being vocal about it is important and not doing it like every single night that's kind of what's the, the big difference but yes going into sacrifices you have to make Social life is a big one. Is that the only one? No, I feel like there's other... <laughs> I mean, when I, what I was talking about earlier, when you're in a long-term relationship, you definitely go into it with the idea of, like, you don't want to break up and you don't want to 
I don't know, you just go into a long-term relationship thinking like, okay, I'm like gonna get married. I feel like that's kind of how it is. And that is a huge sacrifice in and of itself because at that point you're just saying, this is what I wanna have forever. And you kind of give up that fun, non-committal type of taste testing in your 20s that a lot of people want to do. So being so young and in such a serious relationship, that is a sacrifice you have to kind of like make and you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, is this something that I'm willing to do? Because you don't want to get in a serious relationship if you don't think you're going to see it out. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of disrespectful to the other person. Waste of time. It, yeah, and it's wasting everybody's time, especially if the other person is like really, really into it and you're kind of like, yeah, no, sure. But you have to be on the same page with how committed you are and what is the goal of the relationship. Because yeah. if you're like me in college, the goal of the relationship is to have a boyfriend today. It's not like, oh, I'm dating to marry or, you know, stuff like that. So for me, I would say like social life and the idea of that you're just giving up everybody else the entire world, basically. So that's kind of a big sacrifice you have to make. And it is kind of for someone who's not used to marriage like you are, like you grew up around people just getting married all the time, getting married young. And, you know, you've, you yeah. date three people and that's it. That's very normal for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that's pretty average. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure at this point. Of all of my roommates that I've had that are, like, above the age, like, older, like, my age or older, like, 22 or something, I'm pretty sure, like, almost all of them are married now. Yeah, and that's crazy and to most me. of them have, like, at least one kid or, like, a kid on the way or something. So, like, for you, that's the norm. So, I don't think you come into this relationship with as much, like, hesitance as I did. Yeah. Where you automatically, we, we automatically just became so serious just, like, right off the bat. Yeah. And have been ever since. Well, because it's kind of weird and, like, hard. It's, like, what if you're going to be, like, some kind of loose, like, not actually thinking long-term, like, what's the point of doing a long-distance relationship if you yeah. don't think it's actually going to go somewhere, you know? I think it's just a lot of commitment on both of our parts of doing long-distance because it's not easy. Yeah, especially like, the way that we came into it. Yeah. It's not easy. I think it automatically <laughs> just showed how committed both of us were versus if we were living in the same town, we may have fallen to this, like oh, we don't have to be serious right now, or I maybe, I don't know, it would have been a little bit easier to kind of just be non-committal, whatever. Yeah. But being long distance, we really had to make that decision. I mean, it wasn't even like a decision. It was just, like, <laughs> I, I wanted to, obviously. But, but <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot more sacrifices that had to be made being long distance. You sacrifice, like, especially long distance, you sacrifice closeness, you sacrifice like physical touch, you sacrifice not trust, but you, you need a lot of trust. You sacrifice yeah. knowing what that person is up to and like being a part of their life. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a little too specific for long distance relationship, but that's another sacrifice that we both have had to make is that we're not an active part of each other's lives every day, really, because yeah. we're not there. And so we we have to sacrifice a lot by being long distance, but that's a little too niche, I feel like. But overall, anything else you wanted to add? No, I don't think there's anything else. You pretty much covered everything that I was thinking about. Oh, also like sacrificing your sometimes your education and your work. If you're in a serious relationship in your 20s, your career path is also building at the same time. So you're trying to build a relationship. You're trying to build a career at the same time. Like for you... You don't want to go to L.A. I'm not upset about the idea of going to L.A. It's just not in my top 
choices of places I would have normally gone after graduating. But I have to be in LA still to graduate from my master's program. So when he graduates in April, he has to come to me in LA, which is a sacrifice that he has to make because it's we're in a serious relationship and he has to come and you, you get to come. Yes, I'm choosing <laughs> to come to LA yeah. so that we can live near each other. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go on to a PsyD program after and who knows where that's gonna be. It could be like across the country and that's a sacrifice that he has to make as well where it's like I may not want to be at this or he may not want to be at this city but because we are kind of at this a point unit. a unit that's just what has to happen is you know that's a sacrifice we both have to make for school but especially him because not even his school it's just I'm following my girlfriend somewhere because she has to go and because she has to pursue her uh, um, what's the word career career um, education educational educational yeah yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and you know even after that if you get like a work job a work job <laughs> A job. A job. If you get a job somewhere and it's in the middle of nowhere that I don't want to go, but you're like, this is such a great opportunity for me, I have to go. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is stuff that usually happens like your 30s and 40s, but because this is what we're talking about being in an adult relationship in your 20s, I feel like there's a lot more sacrifices that you have to make. Because also, if we were to move to freaking Ohio <laughs> and I'm 25, I can't go to the club. <laughs> the club. The club. How am I supposed to go out? Like, that would be a sacrifice, you know? Listen, Ohio's popping these days. I didn't know that, really. Do you know that for sure? Yeah. You have friends there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Glad we established that. But, um, like, that's a sacrifice you have to make. If, or, you know, if I have to go to some random place for my PsyD program that you're like, I'm not about that. Like, I wish I... Ha- are you moving away from your friends, too? There's, just, like, a lot of sacrifices that... Yeah. come along with having to move around with a partner you leave your friends you move to a city you don't like you're you don't have as much fun because when you're 20 LA is great but I wouldn't say going to like Ohio is the best place for a 20 year old but if you got a job there that's a sacrifice that I would have to make you just lost your entire Ohio audience <laughs> oh darn oh no <laughs> the the point five percent from Ohio I don't even think it was that I haven't got I haven't gotten any Ohio listeners yet. Maybe well, one day. There's, oh, not anymore. Well, yeah. Well, I hope they don't listen to this one <laughs> in the future. Anyway, was there anything else we wanted to touch on for that? No, I think I covered all the sacrifices. It's just like I, the moral of the story is I think there's a lot more sacrifices you make as a 20 year old in a relationship than 30 or 40. Yeah. You're giving up a lot more. I, but you also don't necessarily agree with that statement. I don't think. Me. Yeah. Because you have this idea that like marriage you don't lose anything or being in a serious relationship you're not losing anything from that i feel like you see it as just adding to your life yeah this is true but i also kind of see it having been i guess more removed from that whole like view on life i can understand where you're coming from more where you're kind of giving up all the fun things that you could be doing in your but i feel like you didn't understand be... that in the beginning of our relationship as no, much not, not at all yeah i mean <laughs> In the beginning, I would show hesitance about, like, getting married and stuff because I'm like, I'm 22. Like, what do you mean? Like, I just, that's not something a 22-year-old normally talks about, I feel like, especially for me. But for Trevor, it was like, yeah, everyone gets married, so what? Yeah, everybody. He's like, we could do it tomorrow, whatever. (laughs) It was, like, so nonchalant. It was just, it didn't, 
it didn't change it wouldn't change our lives at all yeah in your view raised the way that i was it kind of i don't know exactly what the word is but like marriage is just kind of like normal it's not like it is special but like you it's not a big deal from. it's yeah. not like a huge deal it's not like that's this huge absolutely massive step that like not everybody takes it's kind of like normal. oh they're getting married oh, it's like kind of an it's like it's a like, rite of passage into life <laughs> i yeah. feel like it's like you have to it's not even like oh you get to get married it's like for you i feel like it's like okay we get married you're, you're an old maid come on the clock is ticking <laughs> it's just kind of thing you have to do but for me, it's like this thing that comes secondary to everything else in life. That's kind of how I was raised. Yeah. So I kind of had to teach you about my hesitations and how a lot of other people in the world see marriage and how it's, it's it can be seen as secondary to things and how it's a big deal. Yeah. And I think over time, you've, you've understood that. Yeah. That was a difficult thing for me to understand at first. but Once you've entered the real world. The real world, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the next talking point we had was immature relationship versus adult relationships. And I feel like I already touched on that a little bit about how in college it really is kind of, or like high school, college relationships that aren't very serious or long-term, very day-by-day. Like I wouldn't even make plans like two months out because I wasn't sure if we were still going to be together in two months because that's just kind of how casual relationships were in college. It's it's so it's it's so weird to hear how it works everywhere else because this is the only place that I've known. So like casual dating at BYU Idaho was like not really a thing. Like it kind of is. We're like you have those like people who are just like trying to like date all around. And the, the other thing that I think is weird is that hookups in quotations are like just making out for the night. And yeah. that's that's pretty much as far as it goes because it's BYU Idaho. Um, so those, those count as hookups, which I think is kind of funny, but anyways, yeah. it's like that kind of culture is like there, but it's like the very, very small minority of like, like basically casual dating here is like interviewing people if they're wifey material. Yeah. Like my sister has gone on a couple of casual dates, but like none of them lead anywhere cause she doesn't like really like any of the guys here because they're all either uh rich white people from like suburbs and nice places or like rednecks <laughs> there's like no in between <laughs> um but anyway um casual dating is just like not really like yeah because i feel thing. like casual dating the only reason why casual dating in college happens the way it does is because it's very male dominated and men just want to have sex and i feel that's why it's not a thing here because for most women I know, like, sure, they like to have sex, but they also like to have relationships. Yeah. And if it, if, if it was women-dominated, I feel like college would have a much different atmosphere and serious dating would be a lot more commonplace. But because a lot, most of, co- of um, college-age men are in their taste-testing period of, of their life where they just want to have sex all the time, they don't want to be committal, that's, like, how it is in college – and they're the ones who make the rules. So college casual dating is very much the way it is because men don't want to commit, but they want to have sex with these girls. So they kind of lead them on. They kind of go on dates sometimes, and they just keep them hooked around them to keep them around have sex with them. And so I feel like that's why in college all this casual dating is not very serious. And you're talking to this guy, and you know, you're on and off for months. And, and I feel that's why... It, 
and not, it's not a big thing here because that's not the culture here. Yeah, no. Um, the majority, vast majority of people are thinking more dating to marry. Like you're dating, like maybe the first like couple of weeks are like, oh yeah, we'll see where this goes. Like if I think that this can go further, then like, yeah, we'll like keep dating. But if not, then we'll just kind of like break off. Yeah. And like if you make it past those first couple of weeks and you like, if you end up at like a month plus, then you're probably going to be together for a while until you like realize maybe this isn't a person who i can see like marrying or like having you know any longer of a relationship of versus outside of that well i don't know how if you've been dating for a couple of months but like even then it's like not dating it's more of like casual like we've just been dragging this on for a long time but we're still not really that serious versus like here if you're in like a relationship for like six months it's like oh you guys are like serious serious yeah. like when are you guys gonna get like when are you gonna propose like what's the deal like <laughs> what's taking so long yeah um it's kind of just like the atmosphere at byu idaho is kind of like you skip the college phase and you go straight into the real life real world dating to marry type of thing because i feel yeah. like that's kind of how it is in your mid to late 20s is it's not this college atmosphere where people are just hanging out with each other all the time and they're partying all the time and let me go hang out with this guy this guy because you're all in the same place yeah when you're an adult who like goes to their work and they go out once so we it's much more of serious dating and so college is such a such a weird place you just have yeah. so many horny teenagers <laughs> in one square mile and it's so weird and everyone's partying together like you're literally living on top of each other it, it, so it's very much it creates that atmosphere but once you're an adult and you're kind of going on one date here one date there and you have to drive to this person's house and you it's it's or much like more meet of a, them at dinner yeah or like downtown or something it's a it's, it's you're not going to start dating more... like five people at the same time because you have to put a lot more effort in yeah, you don't have to put any effort in a college you just walk to their house or, or walk to their dorm like or you're both on campus like yeah. you want to go to the library like it's so easy just to see Especially for guys, just see like ten girls one you know in one day because there's they live right next to each other. But in the real world and the adult world, you have to put a lot more energy and effort into these relationships. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a, a bit more picky, and that's I think that's the difference. And you guys just skip that college, that college mindset. But I think that college mindset is really toxic because a lot of people, men, <laughs> get stuck in that where they want to continue. The patterns of dating they did in college but yeah. it's not really feasible in real life no. and i think that's how a lot of people get stuck in these really bad relationships or they end up being single for a long time because they don't want to transition out of that yeah mentality and that's, that's what i see at least in a lot of sitcoms i don't know if that's actually true of like <laughs> girls who are like in their like early 30s like late 20s be like i don't want to waste my time with like dudes who just like want to sleep around still like like you're 30 come on get your life together yeah yeah so i think that's kind of why that happens but I think if I wasn't dating I don't know something about dating you who never was in that college mentality was never in like the hookup mentality or the party scene it brought out like the best side of me and it allowed me to be in a very committed relationship and a very healthy relationship in a way that if I was dating somebody who had the same upbringing I did it wouldn't have the same air of like because how many men I'm not gonna ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask the audience. Like, how many men do you know who are just like ready to be in a long distance committed relationship and are just talking about marriage and just really happy to be with you and just and they're 22. Like, that's very rare. And so I feel like a lot of our relationship and how good it is stems from the fact that I'm dating somebody who 
has a very specific mindset that a lot of men don't have. It's like, in the best way possible, like a female mindset. Because like every girl's like, I want to be serious. <laughs> I want to be serious, and I want to date somebody who wants to date me for a long time. I want to have kids and a family, and it's rare to find that. I feel like it's a twenty-two year old in a man, and that's why I think our relationship was able to flourish. Yeah. Because I'm dating somebody who has very similar values to me, which is hard to find. Yeah, and I think it was not so obvious at first when we first started dating, because of how, what your hesitations were. Yeah. But having worked through those and past that, I think those other sides of you that did want that and didn't want to like party and do all this stuff, like it was able to like bring it to fruition. Yeah. And like, I think talking to you as somebody who like didn't get it at all, it made me feel really insecure because I was like, oh, I feel like a really bad person for having these thoughts or hesitations. But then I would talk to my friends and other people and it was like, no, like you're 22. Like it's really normal to feel this way. And I don't think anybody else, well, I mean, my friend Tiffany, she's in a very serious relationship that she started in college, Yeah. which is an anomaly, I feel like, you know, for, for, for us people. <laughs> but uh, I was talking to them like, yeah, it's super normal to feel hesitant about, you know, at this point it was like maybe five or six months in our relationship where it's like, is this going to be forever? Like I'm 22 and it's scary and that's normal. And just because I was having those thoughts and hesitations didn't make me like a bad person or a bad girlfriend or not wanting to be in this relationship. It was very normal. And I think that's also another important thing in a relationship is having friends and other people that you can go to for like advice about things because to give you outside perspective and to distance yourself from an argument or a certain idea for a while. I don't know. Do you ever talk to your friends about our relationship for advice or anything? Um, no, not really. I guess it's just a girl thing. I do think it is just a girl thing because that's one thing that I've kind of noticed is like girls talk to each other a lot about their relationships and I don't know how it is for other guys, but for the most part, I kind of just deal with things on my own. Like yeah. I Like for a very very serious things where I'm like, okay, this is like really important, but I'm also like totally lost. I need some like advice on like what to do or like what's going on here. Then I will reach out to somebody and be like, yo, help a brother out. But like for the most part, uh, when we're having like any kind of like bump the road or like there's something that we're talking about, I don't really reach out to other people for advice. I kind of just think of it on my own. Yeah, like you're like a deal with it internally person. And I feel like I have to deal with it externally. Like I need to take a break from it. I need to remove myself from the situation and get like outside perspective. And I think that's really just like a girl thing. Yeah. There are some times where one of my roommates um, in his relationship, they've only been together for, I don't know, month, month and a half, not very long. But like whenever they would have like some kind of like little um like argument or something he would we we never like actually outwardly talk about our feelings he would just be like so when this happens to you what what do you do in your relationship i'm like well this is what i would do just like but also you're kind of like we've been in a relationship for 10 months now and he's never had one before so i feel like you're kind of like this air of not authority but just like wise Wise old man man, yeah who they can come to because you know stuff but i don't think i mean no you know people who are like married and have relationships and but like like for the most part um i don't think i've ever had like a serious talk about either other people's relationships or my own with other people like we kind 
in general for the people that I know, the men that I know. We kind of just deal with it on our own and like come to our own conclusions and like very occasionally we'll reach out for like other people's opinions um, because I don't think I've been asked for relationship advice aside from my one roommate from like anybody else like in a long time or if ever. Yeah. So I think it's just a girl thing to be like, all right. I'm excited. I'm also this like, I feel happen. like we're each other's biggest support system where if I have something you need to talk about, I go to you. Yeah. And you come to me. So it's yeah. like, if the issue is an argument with the other person, it's like, what it, then? It feels weird to me to be like talking about our own personal business with other people. Mm. That That's just how it feels for me. I think because you don't talk about very personal stuff with your friends. Yeah. And like the, the basis of a female friendship is talking about your deep feelings and your personal lives and not to sound stereotypical, but that's how women like relate to each other. Yeah. And so it doesn't feel weird for me to call Callan and say, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. Like, what do you think? Like, what is, you know, your opinions on this? Because, you know, it helps to get different perspective and yeah. to and that makes form sense. a bond. Because when you say that, when I think about like why I don't reach out to other guys about like our relationship problems is like they don't even know about that. Like, that's not what our, ba- our friendship is based on. It's like... like why would I talk to them about that? Yeah. Kind of thing. Versus when you're have your girlfriends, it's this is what our friendship is based on is being able to talk about stuff like this. But yeah. men have such a different idea of friendship and different. Yeah. Like yeah. I probably could reach out to some of my friends and they'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, like no problem. Like, let's but it feels like this. it's not their problem. Yeah. Like I feel weird to like dump my kind, not really dump, but like ask for advice on my relationship when like they don't know how our relationship works yeah. exactly i mean know? it makes sense but i feel like also women just use that as a way of like we like i said biggest thing is like brunch we go and we talk about our relationships and dating and this guy and that's how we kind of form trust and bonds is getting really deep advice and stuff about that yeah so moving on to how we maintain such a close and good relationship especially long distance i think the first thing that came to my mind i already said was communication we literally talk every day, like every second of the day. Um, we FaceTime at least at night, yeah. like at least every night around like nine or ten. Like we FaceTime, we watch a TV show together, we catch up on our day, we just talk, and we allot that time for each other. But then also we FaceTime each other like maybe like one or two other times throughout the day, just like when you're walking to and from class or to your apartment or when I got home from doing something or yeah. when I wake up and yeah just like a little check-in be like hey, yeah what's up how you doing how you feeling things like that what are you doing today things yeah. you got to get done just kind of catch each other up on what we're doing with the day and stuff like that um helps kind of like keep the trying to think of the word the spark I don't know keep something yeah I know what you're saying it's just <laughs> There's a disconnect if you're especially long distance. If you go like we've never gone longer than a few hours without talking, yeah, like ever, maybe sleeping, <laughs> and even then, we some we, we Facetime when we go to sleep. Yeah, but um, <laughs> okay, just exposing we're, us we're, like the simpiest couple ever, <laughs> actually. Um, but we're ta- like pretty much constantly talking to each other, like and then if we're updating. not Facetiming, we're texting. Yeah, so it's having open. What is that word I'm looking for? Open stream of communication where it's just you ought, you know where the other person is. You know what they're doing. Um, you know where they're going to be going later. And just that idea that if you needed to reach them or you wanted to talk to them or you had to ask a question, like they're available to you. Yeah. And 
I think the yeah, even if we were living in the same city, we would still be texting and talking 24-7. But I just think that's a big disconnect in some relationship is where you like, the person's unreachable. Who knows where they are? You're not yeah. telling. Like, of course, we share each other's location. And not that it's like for any reason other than just see like are you actually where you are where you say you were gonna be yeah no it's literally just like i don't want to i try not to call you if you're in class like i want to know if you're in class or if you're like out going to walmart like errands and stuff or if you're home like yeah just check before i facetime you what you're doing Mm -hmm. and if i'm just curious i'm like what is he doing yeah it's not if like i haven't heard from you in a while i'll be like i texted you but you haven't responded i'm like oh she hasn't responded in a while what she's doing or like where's she at yeah so it's not and if like somebody a, says that you're you sharing locations is a red flag, they're the red flag. <laughs> so um, I think also having relationship traditions is really cute where you just do things like every time we see each other, we have these like little rose quartz hearts that we like swap every time we see each other. Yeah. And, you know, like we watch TV shows every night together. And what else? And we try to once a week have a little date night yeah. where for like more than when we would normally just be sitting there talking and like watching a TV like we'll show. Like wa- we'll make the same dinner or something on FaceTime together yeah, and then watch a we'll special watch movie. Like a whole movie yeah. instead of just like one episode of a TV show. Or we'll play games together. Yeah. He's got me on the video game kick. <laughs> so we'll play, we'll try to play like a game together or like have like a wine night over FaceTime. Just doing something that takes you out of the norm. Yeah, it's more quality time versus like your routine routine yeah yeah um i think i also just letting each other i don't know there's no reins on the relationship so it's like if i want to go out it's like have fun yeah or it's never there's no there's no type of like territorialism or like i get i've gotten mad a few times when you say like you're going to facetime me at this time but then or we have a like a date night where we have a movie we're watching this movie at this time and you don't show up at that time and it's like 20 minutes later and it was your idea and I you know what it happened once it's fine yeah but for the most part there's no reins on the relationship it's not like you have to be home at this time and you can't go out out like once a week or like like imagine these people yeah Yeah. that's so bizarre no so it's like there's no rules yeah it's just I mean you're still your own person like we still have our own friends we still have our own lives we still do everything that we would normally do you just tell the other person about it yeah like communication is like the biggest thing to making it successful especially long-term distance long-term long distance relationship work is just being open about like what you're doing like when you think you can talk and all this stuff um i communication is like the most like most important thing to make sure that you have we also talk about our problems yeah like not even just our relationship problems but we dive into more of like therapy type stuff where it's like we talk about like childhood stuff and our deep seated ideas and thoughts and issues and we feel very very comfortable discussing those things with each other and it helps our relationship a lot when you feel comfortable discussing hard topics and And try to discover yourself. Yeah, I think it also helps when we have those conversations because it helps us understand each other a little bit more to be like, why are you so stressed out about this right now? Or like, why do you think about this the way that you do? It helps give like a deeper insight to just understand each other on a deeper level. And I feel like other people I've dated, they just did not get that. Yeah. Like where you're saying, I, they just didn't see or hear me. 
or understand. They didn't try to understand where I feel like when we have a little bump in the road or an issue or one of us is really stressed out or hurt over something, it kind of is this like, let's actually sit down and talk about it and understand where the other person is coming from and put yourself in the other person's shoes. And that's very key to having a close, healthy relationship is understanding the person's underlying issues and problems and just personality and trying to work around them yeah you know like not being so stubborn like you have to do things my way this is who I am trying to always be open to change and to trying new things and to understanding and to be flexible around the other person and what they're comfortable or not comfortable with yep very well said thank you thank you I do have a podcast (laughs) I practice okay so that was the podcast with trevor extra long one extra long say bye goodbye um (laughs) any parting words um no okay i look forward to being here again yeah see we'll be back again i don't know what we're gonna talk about next time but for now that was trevor and uh, thank you for listening in to the 10th episode and i'll see you next week bye bye